0: We are going to see the movie that could top There Will Be Blood as my favorite movie of all time, which is the Snyder Cut of Justice League! It's going to change film forever. We're going to see that Ray Fisher is an even better actor than Denzel Washington. Zack Snyder is going to put Paul Thomas Anderson to shame. And we're all going to bow down to the non-color color color filter that is the Zack Snyder world. Three and a half hours of what might as well be black and white people with no emotion doing nothing. So I am thrilled about that. Take the stage, August 22nd. (laughs) if they throw a top
1: king in there you'll get bizzle bang- bingo
0: <laughs> oh man so as always thank you for joining me enjoy the podcast kick back and relax the force is strong and is with us always and never forget
1: we have hope rebellions
0: are built on hope This moment, the force is strong.
1: Make ten men feel like a hundred.
0: We'll take the next chance. And the next. Time. You're all rebels on you? You called him Jesse James Jesse, aka The Bizzle Oh, The Bizzle, thank you (laughs) The Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle Yeah The Bizzle Alright, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzlecast Welcome back to a regular Bizzlecast podcast It's been a while Um... Been dabbling online with some video stuff, gonna start doing a lot more video podcasts soon. Took a long break, the world is ending as everyone knows, and everyone's got stuff to deal with. But it's a perfect time to do podcasts and you guys have been downloading my podcast as much or more than usual. Probably because you're all bored out of your mind. Nevertheless, I appreciate it and motivated me to get back going on the audio feed. I'm officially launching what I'm calling BizzleCast 2.0 this fall, which is going to have a lot more video content and start dealing with different things than just nerd podcasts. Politics, philosophy, science, and so forth. We'll still be talking, you know, a a little, you know, Batman and X Men and so forth here and there to keep things lively. Um, But I'm also working on a book which I'll be releasing in chapters that has to do with space and science and so forth. And I want to talk about that, have some more professional guests on, people who work in politics and uh, social welfare and things like that, Um, and uh, a lot more uh, uh, video feed. Um Stuff so you'll be able To watch live on Twitch Or after the fact On YouTube And then of course It'll be involved Uh It will be um uh, available uh, via audio as well um, As I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be calling it um, it'll Probably remain the Bizzlecast in terms of the feed uh, I will get back to you about that uh, But in the meantime um, While we wait for a number of huge um, nerd movies And other uh, um, movies that we've been looking forward to I want to bring to you a Mr. Jason Ritter. Uh Jason, we had a mostly successful video podcast debut the other day that was interrupted by a bad Discord feed, but Content-wise, I was very pleased with where that went, and talking uh, 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 about a wide range of issues, uh, mostly having to do with DC Comics, and of course a little Haley Steinfeld because it is the Bizzlecast after all. But we wanted to do um, an audio one today. Um, You 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 just had some surgery, you're you're recovering, and you know uh, uh, you know video is 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 a lot of work, and you know what I just wanted to get an audio podcast. Out to the people, and so we're going to do a little quickie here today while I have you, so for the moment, uh, Jason Ritter, welcome back to the Bizzlecast.
1: It's great to be back, it's like we just talked a few days ago. I know,
0: I know. So, guys, uh, since you can find the other one on Twitch from a few days ago, again, with Jason's sound, it kind of goes in and out. You'll get the yeah. idea, and I was able to, um, you know, start doing some of the stuff I do um, on my live feed with photos and videos and, you know, mostly videos of Elizabeth Olsen and Haley Steinfeld and Gal Gadot. Surprise, surprise. And we'll talk a little bit about the, the, um, the that last one there, Ms. Ms. Gal, um, I'm sure, on this podcast. But otherwise with a little bit better sound, it's going to be a lot of fun to actually be able to see me and and the guests, Um, not because we're all particularly great looking, although we are, but because us being able to see each other leads to more hilarious hijinks, uh, as I've experienced in the past when trying this, so it it was a lot of fun, Jason, Uh, I I have to admit, even even with some uh, early sound problems that we will uh, fix soon, would you agree with that? Yeah, it
1: was fun. It was fun. We just got to make sure we don't post any more uh, nervous videos, I guess, for YouTube.
0: <laughs> well, Twitch didn't mind, but YouTube still hasn't struck down any of the pitch perfect footage Age of Ultron, but because the Nerdist is like an official YouTube video, that doesn't even have that many hits. That's hilarious. I mean, that just sums up. That just just sums it all up. But it was all worth it anyways. I guess I will have to be careful if I post it on YouTube. It's possible, though... You know, because a a lot of Twitchers have uh, issues who, you know, uh, um, YouTubers who have, you know, thousands or tens of thousands or more viewers and followers, man. Like, real Twitchers who then post on YouTube have problems with stuff getting stricken down all the time. Um, And so it's possible I'll just leave it on a Twitch channel and then have it in audio and just say fuck it to YouTube. Because if we're talking Batman and Wonder Woman and so forth, right, we're going to have to show clips, and it's you know we're not making money off of it, so it's not illegal. But if YouTube is gonna you know make it impossible uh, for us to show, then we don't really have a choice. By the way, as of the last time I checked, the, the the part of the YouTube video with the Nerdist video was still up. So I, I'm not sure exactly what they were. If it was just a threat or, or whatever, but uh, but Twitch, Twitch is going to work out well for us. And then of course we'll do the uh, the the audio stuff. But um, it's exciting to be able to you know actually show people stuff. I of course. Started doing this solo during a lead up to The Witcher so I could choke, uh, you know, uh, frame by frame clips of, you know, The Witcher trailers and all the set photos and stuff like that. That was sort of my experiment. And now I just throw your face on it and it's, you know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's no big deal. Um, uh, but for today, we're going to stick in people's ear holes. Uh, <laughs> And uh All right, Kevin. <laughs> with that lovely image. Um Thank, thank you, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, we, we're tentatively calling our new show Biz Ritter because that's the best we got right now. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah.
1: yeah, it's pretty much we were called Bizzle and, and just like Batman Batman, we are Biz Ritter, like they are Batman, Batman Beyond.
0: <laughs> so yeah. just to um just to uh, 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 sum up the important stuff from the other day, um, we we talked about Wonder Woman, but not a lot. And, and in fact, Wonder, I would like to talk more about Wonder Woman today if you're down. Yeah, we no, talked uh, a I'll, lot about the Batman. Go ahead.
1: We, we, we will talk about because there is some breaking Wonder Woman news in the past few weeks or so.
0: Okay. Um, and we talked a decent amount about Batman. Um, you started describing uh, the Michael Keaton announcement and... Between my confusion between what was going on with Michael Keaton as another Batman comeback, but mostly couldn't hear you half the time, it took a little while. Since then, we've chatted, and it's starting to make a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, but I wanted yeah. to revisit that now with better sound as well, and we'll do a general um, update. Uh, let's let's We're going to pretend most people did not see the Twitch feed the other day because they haven't, and they will listen to this. Um, so we'll summarize the better part of that but we do have an actual event coming up man august 22nd and so i figured we'd lead in with the dc comic-con because man we are going to see the movie that could top there will be blood as my favorite movie of all time which is the snyder cut of justice league It's going to change film forever. We're going to see that Ray Fisher is an even better actor than Denzel Washington. Zack Snyder is going to put Paul Thomas Anderson to shame. And we're all going to bow down to the non-color color color filter that is the Zack Snyder world. Three and a half hours of what might as well be black and white people with no emotion doing nothing. So I am thrilled about that. Take the stage, August 22nd. (laughs) if they throw Tom King in there you'll get Bizzle Bingo (laughs) oh man oh man oh yeah (laughs) so Uh, what if Justin Whedon just showed up and was like Zach your god I was wrong the whole time (laughs) yeah whatever that's not gonna happen Joss, yeah. of course, is now you know yet again. This happens like every couple of years when there's a fake Joss Whedon controversy. He has to remove himself from social media just to because and then, he doesn't um, want to deal with it. Oh,
1: and they also brought down um, Jeff Johns in it too. So
0: that's really uh, no. And um, um, uh, who would know who was the other executive producer? Uh, John Berg. Oh, John Berg, yeah, yep, the one that's saying that
1: ray fisher didn't want to say booyah yeah that's that's a
0: thing which they said in doom patrol by the way and i want to talk about doom patrol last because it's amazing balls i know i know it's 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 such a good show it's it's totally totally insane so
1: why don't we get start with the thing that you're probably not going to be able to hold me back from batman
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Let's start with. We'll we'll, qu- we'll quickly just mention what August twenty second is, and then we'll talk the important stuff, which is Batman. All right.
1: So August twenty second. If you haven't seen the teaser on YouTube yesterday, or as if this day was uh, Tuesday. Oh, uh, is it the fifth? Sounds right. Yeah, August fifth. August fifth. There was a teaser for uh, DC Fandom showing that it's basically going to be a virtual Comic Con. We're at the Comic Con and it it's all going to be on one day and they're going to have all these panels
0: can i just call it dc fandom con on the title I, for the I, podcast
1: I, I, I just call it dc comic con because i i think that name is very dumb it so is
0: people want to if people want to google it i saw uh, yeah, yeah we'll, just yeah, i'll figure well, it out later i'm
1: just gonna from now just just so people know from now on if you wonder what DC fandom is i'm just going to call it DC Comic-Con
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it rolls
0: better off the tongue yep yep so. I, I think so so what what should people expect there there's going to be a lot of virtual calls and of course they're not Yay. announcing they're not announcing any of the guests but, you know, no, and, and, not, wait, hold, one be- sec. hold on one sec. It, 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 and as I expressed to you, people like Dano, I don't think for sure. But even Pattinson worries me a little bit because, you know, he doesn't love press things. I think he'll be there. But again, before the Star when I went to Celebration a year and a half ago or whatever, they didn't announce anybody. We had to just assume that the whole main cast was there, including people who might have avoided it, like Kelly Marie Tran, who ended up getting an amazing reception, and the whole cast ended up being there. So, I mean I, especially because it's virtual, I would be shocked, 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 shocked if Pattinson, it, it, Zoe, and it, Matt Reeves at least were, weren't there. Were there. And if they have John Turturro, the crowd is going to go ballistic with, with Jesus uh, jokes. I'm thinking,
1: I, I think that probably Jeffrey Wright might show up because he does play Gordon in the movie.
0: Yeah, I was listening to one of our old podcasts where like, or a few of our old podcasts where it kept being like, they've announced Jeffrey Wright, but it's not confirmed. And then a couple weeks later, it was like, they've announced Jeffrey Wright, but it's not confirmed. <laughs> Whereas Zoe, Zoe was like confirmed and then ruled out and then confirmed. And then there was no problem after that. So we know Jeffrey Wright's confirmed now, at least, right? That's between now and the last time yeah, we podcast, that's, that has happened. It was, it was
1: confirmed when he bought- that when he showed a picture of him buying batman books.
0: okay
1: um, i mean come on yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's that, that's pretty much confirmed and circus is definitely confirmed and a lot of them are confirmed at this point so it doesn't matter
0: that's awesome but, that's awesome so yeah, um, and then, uh, okay. um
1: yeah we're gonna have that we are going to have a wonder woman panel of course
0: yeah, well, we know we know Gal and Patty are there because Gal's always yeah. there. Gal is always there. Gal will never be too famous and too rich for the people. She loves the people, and the people love her. She will be there.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna. I mean, I am hearing that we are going to get a new trailer there. So, yeah. So, so we're, we're going to probably do another trailer reaction to
0: Wonder Woman. I mean, that's that's the main event. Then I mean. Look, if if Pattinson and Zoe show up and are great on the panel, that will be uh, people will love. But let's be honest, Gal with a brand new Wonder Woman trailer and and the ongoing expectation or one, wondering when we're going to see it, plus a new trailer, that will drive a lot of excitement. I would think.
1: I mean, yeah, it's going to drive a lot of people. I mean. That first trailer I mean that blew up like crazy when that first now when that first was released
0: um what what, what do you think else I mean c- can possibly be accomplished at such a thing especially a one day event that's virtual um I mean
1: I mean you're also gonna have show this there and I'm thinking a lot of shows may be announced that are renewed or new shows or stuff like that because they might have some HBO max stuff there too.
0: Okay, so I want to talk about HBO Max, but we got to talk you're you're a Batman guy. We got to talk the Batman. So, yeah. let me That's if you don't mind, let me give what these sort of um, average person probably knows just from looking online, and then you can fill in the gaps, which is directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson as Batman, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle slash Catwoman, Andy Serkis, which you also called as Alfred, Paul Dano, which I'm pumped about as the Riddler, we got Peter Sarsgaard in there. We got Totoro as Falcone, which is gonna be great. Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, um, and, and a lot of great other character actors uh, to fill it out. Um, it is. Uh, I mean, your boy Bob Kane does get a writing credit, but it's just because of yeah, creation. But- Matt Reeves is co-writing it. Um, yeah, fair and it that is a, that's a great great sign because whether it's James Gunn uh, or Joss Whedon, I guess the Russos don't write their stuff, but they have a close relationship with their writing team, uh, do the Russos. Whedon writes his stuff. You want, you know, J.J. J. Abrams has been obviously very up and down with his writing and directing. Um, you know, Abrams needs a strong co-writer. When it's not a strong co-writer, he has problems. Um, but uh, Mattson Tomlin is currently listed as the co-writer. Uh, writer, um, of the film Doesn't have a, uh, a ton of, um, uh, of, of credits Um, uh, but he does have, um Wait, what's this? Solomon Grundy is that related to the accountant? Um, he does have a lot of I mean, like shorts that, and uh, artsy, artsy kind of films. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, look, Matt Reeves obviously knows this guy, and they must have something together. Also, this guy is being credited with a future Mega Man movie, <laughs> which, if that you ever know. happens, I will be totally pumped. But the point, the important part, is Matt Reeves is writing and directing with a great cast. So that's what the average person knows. It was supposed to be twenty twenty one. It's probably gonna be twenty twenty two. Right now it's still scheduled for October first, twenty twenty one. And a spin off series is in development for HBO Max. I'd be curious what that's about. So where are uh-huh. we with this? Where does Michael Keaton fit in? When are we getting back, girl? Tell us all the important stuff.
1: Alright, I'm gonna let's start with the the Batman Because we got a lot to unpack here, all right? So The prequel series is a uh, show based on the Gotham Police Department, and it's going to take place before the Batman movie. And Reeves is producing this, and I guess a few of the people that are writing on the movie are also going to help write on this show. And it's being run by, if I remember correctly, one of the guys who helped on Boardwalk Empire.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep.
1: Um, and that's all we know about it right now. Um, it was cause it was just announced. So we don't, I don't know how far they are in it or not, not what, but so- it is, it does take place before the movie.
0: So, they were scheduled to resume filming in July. The Witcher is for sure starting to film again. Now, The Witcher's in a good place because... Season 2, which is actually the first Real Witcher book, The Blood Of Elves, which is where Ciri Starts training with Geralt and the other Witchers up in Kaer and and then Yennefer starts to kind of train her in in The magical ways, there's a lot Of one-on-one scenes Um, There's not a lot of huge group Scenes, and so that actually works out Great for the virus thing, because you know, they can have social distancing while, you know, having dramatic scenes between Ciri and Geralt and Ciri and Yennefer so forth. Um, and, we, and you and I talked about how they were doing reshoot material now potentially, uh, sort of flipping it, right? And so they could be doing, um, uh, you know, one-on-ones as well in Batman. Do we know that the principal photography or, or even secondary photography is happening right now? What have you heard about that? Um. I know that is it is happening. It's happening in London,
1: but it's in like sets, you know, not out in the open like they were.
0: Sure. But do, are, do we have famous actors talking to each other on film happening now?
1: Yes, we are. It, it's in like studio sets, like green screen and stuff like that. So,
0: Well, these days,
1: that's most of the movies. Yeah, yeah I know. Most of the movies do that, Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's London. You, I mean, so they have you know all these huge sets. There's a reason that Star Wars, Harry Potter, and all these movies are all filmed in London. They have these huge you know city-sized sets, um, and so they can have car chases that are technically on sets, but you know, yeah, are, are still it, it's still pretty real. Um, it's not. It's only one step removed from you know filming marvel movies and it and cleveland and calling it atlanta or washington dc <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: but um, that's yeah. the that's where we are with the batman right now
0: if you were filming it right, given this situation how would you do it would you do the principal act would you try to get the principal actors engaged immediately Or would you bring in the veterans from uh, Wright to Totoro to Sarsgaard and even Dano and Circus and Farrell to do some of their work? Because, you know, there's going to be a lot of mustache-twirling, long, you know, evil speeches by Paul Dano, for example, that you can easily film... Uh, you know, and, and Dano can channel that psychosis at, at yeah. any moment, just like Totoro can channel craziness at any moment. So part of me thinks they might be doing the early shoots with the bad guys slash secondary characters, but I don't really well, know.
1: If I remember correctly, I don't think, uh, I don't think Kravis has shot in any of her scenes yet, but they're about to shoot some of her scenes soon.
0: Right, because she's gonna have a lot of on-location uh, stuff, and so that makes it harder for sure.
1: Yeah, so that's that's what I know.
0: She keeps posting <laughs> photos of herself on Instagram where she's just drinking with friends and looking totally faded. I I, I think she has her life together. I, I think her and Chloe Bennett are um, are similar, and they talk about you know being. P- Uh, uh, messes and drunks and so forth, but they're just kind of joking and they just like to party and have their lives together. I think Zoe Kravitz has her life together, and it's like an ongoing joke that she constantly is posting photos of her faded and drinking. Um, Because she just uh, wrapped on... What's her other project that she was working on? Um,
1: She was... I know I did see something. She was working on a, uh, I guess, a TV show for Hulu, maybe?
0: Yeah, she was working on... um, uh, high, high fidelity yeah, yeah, yeah. She so she oh, yeah. they were either wrapped or they had wrapped on some episodes or whatever of High Fidelity. He was her, and, and on Instagram it was like her and them uh, at, at a, 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 a you know bar diner late night or something, just you know chowing down and drinking or whatever. God bless her, you know. I I, I love that in my actors and actresses. So few of them ever want to show anything. Her, she, her of course, growing up as you know uh, as royalty ish uh, in Hollywood. There was that adorable photo with her and Momoa uh the other day. Uh her stepdad weirdly. Um, and, uh, yeah, so forth It's funny to think that Zoe Kravitz will probably be in the DCEU well longer than, uh, than Jason Momoa I could be wrong, and as you know, I root for Momoa Even though I could give two shits about Aquaman But given her age and the fact that it's Batman It seems pretty likely that she'll be there longer than him And I'm sure he would be more than happy for his stepdaughter to, to have a nice and long career as Selena Kyle
1: yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. I I think she'll probably be in it, but it it I think these two universes are very separate though. It's going to be night and day.
0: So, if you take my scenario of trying to create this Batman with Pattinson to be, you know, a commitment along the lines of Iron Man or Captain America where you have three solo movies, but then you've got team up movies, crossovers, and so forth, and so they actually end up appearing in five, six, seven movies over an eleven-year period. I don't. I'm hoping, you know, Pattinson. Let's put it this way: if he's committed to a trilogy at this point in his career, I don't know why he wouldn't do appearances in other films. Especially, you know, he has to appear in a Batgirl film, or if there's a Nightwing film, or whatever. We gotta have appearance of Batman in those movies. But let's say he does a Captain America type thing. What do you see with Selena Kyle? Do you see her going through a sort of long extended moral arc from bad to good or good to bad to good or to bad or do you see her as um uh becoming a permanent denizen of of, of this batverse? Where she's always sort of, you know, in the middle, going one way or the other. Like, do, like let me put it this way: Do do we think Catwoman defi- Catwoman's arc is definitively just going to span these, you know, two or three movies, or um, do you think they're going to try and keep her as a permanent part of this Batverse uh, landscape as well? Who would just show up in a Batgirl movie, in a real Birds of Prey movie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera?
1: I mean. If we go by the comics, there are some stories where she appears and then she disappears for a little bit. And you can always make a movie about what happened when she disappeared in these movies, like they kind of do with, like, like they do with Black Widow now. Like what happened after Civil War, you could always do a movie about her, like maybe pulling off some heist or something like that too. What I'm saying is, you could you can span her her character past Batson.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 in case it wasn't clear, the way I framed it, I would like to see her stay as a, a, a um, a permanent se- or a semi-permanent member of the Batverse. The more characters you can oh, keep around, the the yeah. better.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, was, I said she, she probably will be in the Batverse. Yeah, but if they, I mean, if she ends up being like a breakout character in the movie, they could give her like a her own film. If they feel it.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. But um, at the same time, uh, while I was also listening to one of our previous podcasts, I talked myself into the idea of making Batgirl the Black Widow of... This universe, in the sense of you slowly introduce her and then you give her more and more roles. She's in the team ups and she appears like the way she was in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Like she could do a straight up team up with Batman in a Batman movie where she's the, you know, super support 1A character and then you wait and then she gets super popular and then you give her own movie as opposed to forcing a Batgirl movie early on my feeling is man with Batgirl at this point if it's not Hilly Steinfeld or Chloe uh, or Chloe Moritz or or one of our sort of top five to seven picks then yeah well I feel like okay let me just finish that thought let me just thought thought real quick which is If you have an A-plus experienced actress like a Haley Steinfeld, like a Chloe Grace Moritz, like a Zendaya or, you know, other picks that we've had, then hand them the keys and give them a solo movie ASAP and also have them in the team-ups. But if you're going to build someone from scratch, hopefully not as much from scratch as Harley Quinn in The Birds of Prey, 13-year-old girl who no one had ever heard of before as Cassandra Cain, but if you are building someone from scratch, then a slow introduction in the Batverse and then eventual solo movie, I think, The Way to Go. Zoe is definitely experienced enough to get a solo movie, but th- it does take away from the mystique of Catwoman to have her own movie. I kind of think it's cooler for her to just be a character in every in all the other movies. That it's everyone's favorite character. And
1: also, if you do that, the problem's going to be will the people show up? Because no offense, we did try. DC did try to do a Catwoman movie a few years ago, and ooh. I'm referencing the uh, Halle Berry Catwoman movie.
0: Yeah, no, no, I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, um, uh, uh I'm, t- <laughs> I'm trying to, um, parlay that into what I was saying a second ago. Meaning, it, let's put it this way: that movie was no good, no matter what. But it also was, um. Even if it had been decent, it would have taken away from the mystique. Like part of what made Anne Hathaway, Selena Kyle, great was that she was only in thirty percent of the film, and so you wanted more. Those, I think, those are the characters that are the best, are the ones that you you love when they're on screen, but you're you're left wanting even more. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it could, it could go either way, right? I mean, it could it could easily go either way uh, with with that character. Yep. But in, in general, are you um, you know? Because there's the um, there's the whole you know, let's give everyone a solo movie and their own verse, you know, thing. Like let's have a Mira movie and let's have an Aquaman verse. You, rem- you remember that all that? And now everyone's like, yeah, eh, maybe not. You know, yes. now with Wonder Woman, you a, a Themyscira verse could certainly work because just because everyone loves Themyscira. But again, I don't think it's necessary, and it takes away from the Themyscira scenes. Batman is the one. Look, they've done the Arrow verse on television, but on the big screen, Batman is the one that should have its own verse. They have enough yeah. characters to have its own verse. And then Batgirl, you should introduce have its own movie. I think Nightwing should also. Or have a Nightwing Batgirl movie together because they're fantastic in the comics when they're on again, off I again.
1: I oh yeah. You can do a lot of that stuff. The The problem is um who are we going to do we may not be able to we should try to introduce them first into, I would say, one of these.
0: Uh, right, right. That's what I'm saying. This is it going to be a balancing act? And I think the way to do this is in movies two and or three of the Batman trilogy is when the introductions should begin. Right. Yep. Like some combination of Robin, Nightwing, and Batgirl should be introduced for even for only for a few minutes in movies two and or three, and then you can go from there.
1: Yeah, because. Because, as we know, this first movie will be definitely based off of the long Halloween. Like, even if it's not direct, we just... Oh,
0: talk a little bit about that. Because it's just because it's been so long since we've been doing the pencil yeah, cast. so this first movie is based
1: on the long Halloween, which is... But
0: it's, uh, it, is- really quickly, I wanted to set you up. Which is, it's even... Since we even talked about this in like eight months, it's even more confirmed now than it was then... That indeed, this is going to be detective Batman, uh, so, yeah yeah, and, so go ahead
1: we know that we know that because one of the comments Jeffrey Wright bought when he was confirmed as Gordon was he took a big shot of the Long Halloween comic, so that is definitely hashtag confirmed long Halloween
0: um for our um for our listeners who aren't aren't familiar with that particular comic, <clears throat> could you give a little bit of uh L- yeah. a little su- summarization action?
1: Yeah, it's a, basically it's a, uh, a detective comic about a killer that's called the Holiday Killer who kills a bunch of people during holidays and it's basically a Batman, Detective Corden and uh, Harvey, Harvey like, yeah. mystery book but there's also a big part in the book about the Batman and Catwoman r- romance so
0: so it really brings in a lot of the characters.
1: Yeah, and, and we know that because one of the first shots we saw from the, the, uh, the people like, oh, there's Batman footage, let's take a camera shot of it, was there was, uh, sh- looked like a shot of like pumpkins and Halloween costumes in one of the shots that they were filming.
0: Mm. So we know
1: this movie is taking place during Halloween. More evidence of the long Halloween connection
0: um yeah and yep and the
1: and the sequel book is is about the uh about the origins in Batman training Robin, so I mean if you're gonna go that route, they may bring Robin in in this trilogy, so
0: so let's see if I can uh throw something into chat here yeah, um on, let's see I think this is. Let's see.
1: And I don't think... Tell yeah, me so
0: second, if this comes through. Oh, I see. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. Do we want
0: to... So, I wanted to jump into a couple... Of, uh, just to revisit what we talked uh, online the other day, for people mm-hmm. who are just listening to this for the first time, about uh, w- w- Michael Keaton's possible involvement... Where you see it, where you hear it, it's involved. Yeah. It's not necessarily directly with Pattinson, but it's not not directly with Pattinson. Um, and uh, how you think it can benefit the, uh, yeah, the yeah. overall franchise? So,
1: those who are familiar with the Arrowverse definitely probably know about the multiverse because that is a big thing on that in that sh- in those shows. So what we have is you have the universe with the Pattinson Batman, like. On the left here, but if we go to to the right, we have the DCU. But we have most of the heroes except we now don't have a Batman anymore, right? So, the uh, the the talk is during the Flash movie we're going to Flash is going to go like I guess go into the Speed Force or something and something happens and he somehow ends up into the. 89 Batman universe hmm. and probably get stuck there or something. So it's going to be Keaton's Batman.
0: Where is he going to be trying to go that he ends I up there? I, I, I do not. I do not know. I just. That's interesting. That's the rumor, but. Yeah. We don't, we don't really know, but. That's interesting.
1: He is in talks and the arrangement is he may be up for multiple movies.
0: So. Other than just people love Keaton and it'll be a, it'll be a fun little thing. Um, yeah. It.
1: Well, let, let, let me finish it. The role they're describing is once he's out of this, it'll be a Nick Fury type role.
0: Hmm. But it's limited to the flesh verse, and so how is he Nick Fury with all the main characters?
1: Well, no, it's limited to the DCEU universe. Basically, he's going to be in, at the end of this movie, he's going to be in the the Justice League universe.
0: So, he will cross over with Pattinson, or he won't?
1: No, he won't. He will cross over with Gal.
0: Cross over with Gal because it's 1984 and then 1980, so... So there's going to be an '80s, '90s verse, and okay. then a modern day verse. Well, well,
1: well, okay, let me explain. So, so here's the the DCU universe over here with you know Ray Fisher, you know Momoa and stuff. So the Flash will be going into the '89 universe, and then he's going to probably mess up time and space, and that somehow it's going to get Keaton over to the justice league universe Cause, because it's because it's time travel
0: and beca- <laughs> because time travel right that's that's always the, that's a nice solution to everything because time travel
1: yeah so they're saying that because they asked reeves about this and he's like oh no my, my batman's not gonna cross over justice league and which just put that as in the for now category because you yeah.
0: I'm going to keep asking the question about him and Pattinson because if they don't cross over eventually, it just seems weird. I mean, that's what
1: the fans want. We all want Michael Keaton's Batman to meet Pattinson's Batman. I mean, that's what the fans want. I mean, if you're going to have both of them there, I mean, because the rumor is that the other movie they want uh, Keaton to be in is the Batgirl movie.
0: So Batgirl is now also in the 80s or 90s?
1: No, this is in the Justice League universe.
0: So this is... Okay. Again, time travel. So where's Pattinson during all this in the Justice League universe? Just, he's not in the Justice League universe. He's not in the... It. He's
1: in his own little universe.
0: So we're going to cast an amazing young Batman and Catwoman, but not put an amazing young Batgirl with them in their universe. That is... A dumb idea. Just being honest, I think yeah, it's a bad idea. What, what it, you're suggesting what? with Keaton in Flash for Flashpoint as a guest spot, and as Flash ends up in 1989, that would be cool. But a Nick Fury thing only makes sense with the main characters. Like you're suggesting, a, you're suggesting a Coulson in Agents of Shield role as opposed to a Nick Fury in the Avengers role. As far as I can tell, the Avengers are centered around Batman. Um, but maybe I've got this wrong. Because uh, uh, what w- w- it seems like you're suggesting is that Batman trilogy is going to be yet another Christopher Nolan trilogy that will be related to nothing else going on in a DC Universe.
1: Yeah, that's about it. And you're, you're okay with that? Um, I mean, I don't... I mean, I guess they're trying to do it because because um, Affleck isn't Batman in that universe anymore. And- no one, no one cares about Affleck. I know, but they they feel they feel the need that they need a Batman with that Flash. I guess. I I mean, I mean, I'm trying to make the best sense of this news as I can. So, it's- I
0: I just think it's way too early and. To, yeah. not, to not connect on the young end, Ezra Miller, and on the older end, Keaton, with this superstructure of Reeves, let's put it this way. They, I don't think they want another Christopher Nolan situation. I think they want whatever comes out of the Reeves creative vision trilogy or whatever to, to launch the rest. And we know Diana can live forever, and so she'll live into the modern day. Flash can time travel, so I don't know why everyone can't end up in 2025 or 2027 when the Batman movies are done, right? I mean, that would make sense, and then you have the Justice League.
1: I mean, I guess if, if, if Keaton does, like, if he wants to do, like, a Batgirl, like, Flash Batgirl, maybe two Justice League movies and maybe they're going to probably do uh, we got. Like I am suggesting to you the other day Batman Beyond which is basically an older Batman who trains a young Batman to take over as the Batman of the future which you would like it because that future that Gotham looks very uh, great Blade Runner inspired so
0: so the other problem is so now there's a spin off show on the TV, and HBO Max has all these shows, and now you're saying there's Green Lantern with, with Game of Thrones money on HBO. So are these going to be connected? Because they should be part of the Justice League. What they should well, be doing is saying, whether it's on HBO or on the big screen, all of these should be in Earth 1, in just just get everyone in earth one it works for the avengers over a 12-year period i don't know why it can't work for dc the reason the justice league failed had nothing to do with the conception of bringing them together it was a lot of other problems and of course the messiah himself zack snyder is going to solve all of these problems but if for some reason the messiah or god zack snyder doesn't solve these problems i don't know why matt reeves can't be the one to start solving the problems along with patty jenkins they got something good going yeah, well-
1: all right, well, as far as we know, I mean, Keith, this Keaton thing, I mean, to use an old phrase from another podcast, he is still in
0: talks. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think, um, I think Flash can have adventures in the multiverse and, and they can move people between the multiverse. It's a nice little tool. But I think ultimately you you don't want a Christopher Nolan situation where you have you know multiple uh you know like academy award level talent um or winners I should say I mean there's at least a hand, there's at least f- let's see Marion Cotard has at least one Oscar uh Anne Hathaway has at least one Bale has at least two so you got all sorts of Oscars in an amazing vision with The Dark Knight, and then it's in continuity with nothing. And then you're going to replace it with Ben Affleck, whose heart was never in it, and now they're recasting. But then you're going to split it off again and have to recast again. Yeah. I think it's stupid. The only wow. reason to, to do another Christopher Nolan... is separate universe thing is if they don't think Pattinson's committed, but it seems like he's totally committed, so why not make him Captain America and structure the DC Avengers around him, and you can make Michael Keaton Nick Fury by having Flash bring him into the modern day I mean, it's not that hard, Flash does it all the time with other people
1: I I mean you'd think they would do that, but I think Keaton is dead set on this batman is the only batman basically mm-hmm. so it seems like because they were going to go like batman's father what being batman route in the movie but then i guess they were going to try to get Keaton, but he's like why what what's this about no 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 my batman's killed why don't you just make my batman the the batman he meets
0: so I, guess I think the- it would be cool if he comes, not comes back from the dead, but if the speed force hits him at a point where he, like, he thinks, like, he, almost like Birdman a little bit, where, like, he's not sure what's real and what's not, you know what I mean? Like, it, let's put it this way, that it's 89 Batman, okay, so... Th- in comics, the multiverse makes very big differences between the characters and the different universes, right? But in the real... Right, right. In, in the real, Hold on. In the real infinite multiverse, there's a Jimbo Ritter that's totally different from you. But there's also a Jimbo Ritter, Jason, that's only a tiny bit different from you. So what if this multiverse was a Michael Keaton Batman that's not actually, quote-unquote... Our 1989 one, but is really, really... It's like Harrison Wells. Like, Harrison Wells in The Flash would be the closest version of this. Where you have a bunch of Wells, or, you know, or whatever they call them. The Council uh, Wells. Right, but you know what I'm saying? How s- some of yeah. his characters are, like, pretty similar, at least on the surface? That would be very cool. If this was you know, 1989 Batman, but from a slightly different part of the multiverse, and it was he was kind of confused by the whole thing. And then he, he was brought in because that would actually save continuity because you could still have the original Michael Keaton story, and then we could still have a new Michael Keaton that's close enough, but can now be a part of this new adventure. That's what I would do.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, what that, I would that, do. Yeah. I mean, again, this is all, you know, speculation and stuff well he's but. a team
0: player though we like i i think the thing we don't have to worry about is michael keaton's ego which is always a good thing
1: um, yep yeah yeah sounds about right
0: oops muted you never sec. sorry about that um okay um well uh i think those are pretty good um yeah. Yep. Yeah. So wrap up there of Batman. So do you have any? Um. Before we yeah. really quickly talk Doom Patrol, any? You got anything else?
1: Well, we do have some Wonder Woman news. Okay. So, the director of Wonder Woman 84 four was uh, Patty
0: Jenkins. Uh,
1: yeah she she uh, talked about Wonder Woman three and it sounds like that's going to be the last of the Wonder movie Wonder, Wonder Woman movies she will make.
0: We know Gal has been cast in at least two other Hollywood movies already. Um, There was already a three-year wait. Now it's turning into a four-year wait. It's not their fault, but Gal's not going to wait around. She's getting offers Um, She's for at least a spy movie, and there's another one that she was offered. She's done voice work for Disney. You know, dude, my, my fear all along, it's not really a fear, but my feeling all along was if Warner Brothers lost control of Gal, Disney was going was gonna to suck her up. Um, she's so family friendly, uh, uh, you know, for, for what she's doing. Um, or maybe Patty Jenkins starts her own film company and the two of them keep working together the way Chris Nolan works with a lot of the same people, the way... Um, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson works with a lot of the same people I could see her and Patty working on other projects with people that they like like Kristen Rigg and Chris Chris Pine and so forth and starting their own little film thing too
1: I also think it could be you know she feels like she has no know other stories she could tell after the third movie, like a little bit of burnout.
0: I think there's, there's still a, a, a more than 50% chance that Gal would do more than three, though, because Patty might feel like she has no more stories to tell, but especially, again, if you start doing... A second try of the Justice League with the younger cast in a you know better effort and put you know Wonder Woman more at the front of all that bring her into the present and give her another shot right don't you think if you, all you have to do is bring in a yeah. new young writer and or director and give her good material I think if you worked around Gal's schedule of doing other films and modeling and her family and so forth she'd be happy to do a Wonder Woman movie every three years <laughs> let's let's be honest Gal Gadot's not going to look old for quite a while. She's got at least 10 or 12 more years Of prime in terms of Athleticism and and I mean She's always going to be gorgeous no matter what But in terms of having you know the athleticism To do it but even You know even into her late 40s You know with more stunt work Stunt double work you know she could still Be doing it or she could be You know the Diana Prince you know in the Comics you know about this I mean there's There's stretches where she doesn't Even be Wonder Woman and she Just is Diana Prince and she does investigative and, you know, humanitarian work and, and things like that And so she could just be, you know Diana Prince, the, you know, good guy I mean, she could be the Nick Fury character Down the road You know what I mean? Um, working with all the kiddies or so forth That's really what I'm getting to Is you want to create a situation Where as these actors get older You either keep them in the fold As sort of an older, you know uh, Support character And then bring in new youngins You know what I mean? As opposed to just hard resets like they got they have to stop with the hard resets is what i would avoid yeah it's i I also think patty it depends on how much freedom they give patty with the next movie politically could could inform how long she stays
1: yep yeah it's uh it'll be interesting
0: what was that clip you sent me today of of wonder woman
1: uh they released some new footage before the uh, dc fandom
0: oh okay um, alright, uh, anything else, or should we close with Doom Patrol?
1: Um, I think that's about it.
0: Doom Patrol is amazing! You oh, yes. and many people have Alistair, Simmy, pretty much all my contributors, and other DC fans have been telling me to watch this forever. And I couldn't get through the first episode and I finally did and as soon as I got halfway through the second episode I'm like this is amazing because you know me I love fantasy and I love really far out like mythical you know like Lewis Carroll you know Alice through the looking I mean this reminds me most of Lewis Carroll uh, Alice through the looking glass because of how absolutely bonkers mental trippy it is and you even have like characters that look like the king you know the king and queen on the chest sport and stuff and you know it's this amazing blend of fantasy comic book sci-fi myth fairy tale and just like insane like 60s lsd you know trippiness or whatever it's so hard to describe if if, if let's put it this way, you, st- you started watching it because of the DC connection, but I hope that this is something you would still watch and love, even if it had nothing to do with DC Comics, because in my brain, other than the fact that they've been called metahumans a few times and have made little references here or there to DC, this has nothing to do with DC Comics, and that's not that, that is not an insult, or it, it just is what it is, it, it's just a brilliant show, in my mind, where I'm not thinking, it's like what I wanted Legion to be, I just didn't really like the way way Legion turned out, you know, a very, very loose connection to X-Men and Marvel or whatever. This is spectacular. Now, I know that you said this is a relatively new property, and Alistair said that this is very loyal to to, to the property. So talk a little bit about Doom Patrol, because you've been on this train from the beginning, and I just hope it's not canceled, because according to Alistair, they have a seven-year plan for this thing, and they're about yeah. to finish up the second season.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, like, when this was announced, I had no idea what it was, and and then I saw the first trailer, the trailers, they were popping up for this first season. I'm like, this is going to be something very, very different than what we're used to, and then I start watching the first episode, and right away I was hooked.
0: I mean, you know, I've always respected Greg Berlante and his people, but... This is such a far cry from anything we've seen on the CW or even on HBO Max for the or, most or, part. Or, I mean, this this is this isn't
1: Titans. <laughs>
0: That's for sure. It, it's it, it's not it's it's I'm not going to say it's the opposite of Titans, but like yeah, it, it is. It is. <laughs> it, Titans, while they used F bombs and they tried to be more adult, ended up uh, being a CW show, let's be honest.
1: They try to make it very edgy when it wasn't really. <laughs> it,
0: it wasn't edgy, it, and it was filmed the same way as the CW. The music was the same way. Now they've got a whole new photography crew. It's filmed great. They've got fucking unbelievably Clint Mansell to do the music. It's not the best score ever, but with Manziel and Kevin Kiner doing the music, it's pretty good music for the most part. It certainly is moody and fits what's going on. And when things go really bananas, the music is absolutely... That's when you need Clint Manziel. Clint Manziel is an ex... That's why he does so many Aronofsky movies, who's off his rocker. When things go totally mental, that's when you need Clint Manziel. And you can tell when it's Manziel doing the compositions because he's right there with what's going on. Um, give a really quick two minute Summation of Doom Patrol for people who Haven't watched it and you can you can Do a summation slash pitch um, Because every anyone who's Interested in genre oh, a Horror is another obviously it's, it, There's a lot of horror elements uh, Which you know I'm not always the Biggest horror guy but they do a great job So talk for a couple minutes yeah, about not. what makes it so Different special and great
1: Yeah I'm not the biggest horror guy either But alright let's see Here we go so, Doom Patrol is a show about a a group of people who, basically, are horrible people in their lives, and bad accidents happen, and they they try to live their life as if people don't know they exist anymore. And then something bad happens to their uh, to Niles Calder, which is basically their Professor X of the show.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's who and, you think Harrison Wells is at the beginning of The Flash, but he's definitely more Professor X. Yes.
1: Yeah, and he gets and something happens. Basically, his past comes to uh, his past comes to him. Come, catches up to him, and he gets captured by um, the main villain, Alan Tudyk himself, Mister Nobody. Yes.
0: So who is Mister Nobody? Because it's super metaphysical and it's unclear if he's outside of time and space, if he's moving between time and space. There's one episode where it seems like he ends the world, but then saves it before the world ends. His his motives are so clouded. As you pointed out, he's way more complicated and therefore interesting in a lot of ways than the Joker.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's... Mr. Nobody is... You know, he he was basically a nobody... And then he got a uh, transformation from a
0: cobbler. So. But he's in this Matrix construct world that's all white. But then he can appear yeah. partially corporeal at times to them. But it might be in their head. And, dude, let's be honest. I, you know, I'm always the one to point to Matrix... Uh, comparisons, but they talk regularly in the show about what is real, and part of the show is they don't know when they're hallucinating at times or being, you know, hallucinated and we don't know it either so we're sharing this sort of group hallucination and they talk about what is real and, and, you know, the white thing that we see Alan Tudyk walking around in, it looks like the Matrix construct, it's clearly a nod to the Matrix, but more so, it's tapping into what I find interesting in these properties which is Yes, all the fun, crazy costumes and superpowers is awesome, but the philosophical issues and the moral and ethical issues and everything is what ultimately uh, steps it above. So in what universe is Mr. Nobody in? Um,
1: he is in what they call in the show the white
0: space. Mm-hmm. And is he trapped? Have- is he trying to get out? Um- I don't want
1: to spoil what the white space is because okay. we want people to watch this show
0: okay based on just the first few episodes or first half of the first season because while I'm almost done the first season I, I don't I, I, I the lore let's put it this way just the imagery and characters have taken so much of my brain that the, I, I have to rewatch everything at least twice just to get the lore of what's going on. So, what's the okay. basic lore of where he is and what he wants? Um, basically, he he wants
1: revenge on Alice Kohler or what he did to him because because uh, he screwed up what was going to happen to him to get these certain superpowers, I guess.
0: Mm. So,
1: and I know that his character has a tie to Dorothy, mm-hmm. which is his daughter in the second season.
0: Um, so, the lead cast, first of all, obviously, as Crazy Jane, Diane Guerrero, who you know me, when I see young actresses like this. ...who are beautiful but insanely talented... ...I immediately latch on to them... ...and I immediately was like... ...this girl's a huge fucking superstar... ...I'd forgotten that she had been in Orange is the New Black... ...and some other shows before... ...so her resume is beyond compare... ...already for her age... Uh, ...but she's also had a pretty fucked up life herself... ...and she is pulling a... ...Tatiana Maslany times James McAvoy... ...times ten... ...with her 64 personalities... Alistair said she actually has 160 personalities, and that's why they need seven seasons to get to all of her personalities. But either way, she's doing an unbelievable job with the multiple personality thing. Her doctor personality with the blue eyes and the straight hair is is totally mental, you know, where she's like a, a messiah figure, telling you know, tell, people dancing in the street. I mean, it's totally crazy. April Balby, I can't pronounce her name, who plays uh, Rita slash Elastic Girl is uh unbelievable um uh uh met uh bomer bomer uh who plays larry trainer um uh what's his his superhero name Uh, Negative Man. Negative Man. I don't love him when it's Matt Bomer as Larry Trainer, but as Negative Man is one of just the classic weird superhero characters ever. What a great design with the covered face and the sunglasses. It just feels timeless. It feels like that character could have been created literally any time. Brandon Fraser. I mean, I guess some people don't like Robot Man. Robot Man's probably my favorite character on the show, and this is Brandon Fraser's comeback, and he's totally nailing it. Yeah,
1: Robot Man, I feel, is the heart of the Doom Patrol. Yep. So
0: Now, they have Riley Shanahan listed as Robot Man. Does that just mean he's in the body the way Matthew Zook is in in Negative Man body?
1: He's in the suit, He's and Brennan Frazier does the voice.
0: That's cool that they're giving credit to the guys who are in the suits at the top of the the list. I mean, the guy who's in the Robot Man suit and the Negative Man suit are literally at the top of the list. And then you've got, the. the in my opinion... He's the weak link actor-wise. Uh, Joy Van Wade as Cyborg. He's clearly the weak actor, the weakest of the actors. But because he's the young, uh, enthusiastic "Let's Go Team" Captain America character, yeah, I- he, I'm fine with it. Yeah, he he's the. Out of all
1: the characters, he's basically the stick of, in the mud because he's like the. Uh, the normal one of all the Doom Patrol,
0: but he's the first one to want to be a team, and you know it's a very let's let's be honest. There's there's that interaction with him and Jane. Where Jane goes, we're not a team And she keeps saying, it's exactly the Jessica Jones thing, you know, when Iron Fist, they go to the Chinese restaurant And the Defenders, and he starts being like This is great guys, we're all gonna work together We're a team, and Jessica Jones like, "No, We are not a team, that's Jane's reaction, but you know wait, Cyborg is winning them over And he is made, I might say great He is made good in the show through Phil Morris, who's doing an unbelievable Job as Silas Stone, his dad I think, Phil Morris is, is nailing And of course, Alan Tudyk, um, you can comment on any or all those actors. We know Diane Guerrero is a superstar and going to, you know, her her star can't rise high enough. She's just getting started. Who else was a big standout to you? Oh, and Timothy Dalton, of course, is the chief who they're trying to say. I mean,
1: I mean, yeah, like Timothy Dalton, he is like the the biggest name in the show. So, yeah, but, you know, he's not in the show mostly because he is captured almost the whole season.
0: Well, he might be the biggest name in the show, but Dan Guerrero is the number one in the credits, both on IMDb and on the television show. And there's a reason for that. Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, that is that is a good reason. There's a good reason. Have,
0: it, it sounds like a, a season three is up in the air. Season two was shorter than season one, and they're about to have the season finale.
1: Yeah, the season finale is this week.
0: It could be the series finale. I hate to say it. I hope it's not true. Uh, I mean,
1: again, we could get an announcement at DC Fandom, too.
0: What's your read on the situation? Is this is this the type of cult property that has enough eyes that it, now that it's on HBO Max and they found a way to make this affordable somehow that, that, that this could get renewed?
1: I think it's going to get renewed because there are apparently there i think i think i remember seeing that hbo max got a lot of eyes on the show
0: i think this is going to be a, uh, in a situation like the expanse where the sci-fi network felt like they weren't getting enough eyes and so amazon bought it and then did a spectacular job at even making the show better and now you know it just won show of the year and like pretty much every major sci-fi award season four was spectacular season five is going to be amazing HBO Max, it is HBO, man, and they have HBO money. And so, you know, I mean, you know, the Anna Kendrick show killed. They immediately renewed it. They're trying to build a following on this station. And Doom Patrol is clearly in our demographic, man, from like age 25 to 45. People who like not just comic books, but, you know, multi-genre things, you know, love this show. And, you know, it has a great cast, and it's just great all around. My feeling is they have to keep doing this show, because I think there will be a lot of ill will if they prematurely cancel it. Now, will this go seven seasons? I don't know. But to stop after two, even though I'm only through one, seems like it would be a mistake. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, and also, the second season is not as long as the first season. That's the other problem, too, you have
0: Right but, it, but they should keep doing that. I'd rather have more seasons and have them be shorter do nine or ten episodes a season and then just keep doing seasons and then have higher yeah. budgets per episode right I mean yeah
1: yeah, yeah i mean yeah and and you know people are loving this this new season, like I've been seen the I was looking at some of the, the 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 thoughts on on the internets and stuff, and people are loving the season.
0: This is what's so funny about Doom Patrol with people I know is that I'm talking to Alistair. I'm raving about it. He's like, you're like one of the only people I know that like it. I talked to Simi. He's like, you're one of the only people I know that like it. I'm like, well, if everyone's saying that, then we all there's a ton of us that like it. We just all need to find each other and band together and and, and talk about how much we like it and keep the show going. Because this is I haven't seen. A television ch- I mean, again, you know The first season of Orphan Black When you don't know what the fuck is going on In terms of mystery it, it, There's not a whole lot else I can think to compare to I, I mean, in terms of the actual bizarreness of it I can't compare anything But just in terms of like the the sort of uh, trippy noir you know music and setting. Orphan Black season one is the only thing I can think of with Tatia Maslani playing you know fifteen versions of herself or whatever. But that's a one person show. This you have Crazy Jane who's great, but then you have all these other great characters in their relationships. I mean, the robot man relationship with Jane is is just spectacular. I know it's
1: it's amazing, and of course one of my favorite episodes. From from the first
0: season is Jane Patrol, which is the name of my band. And yeah, uh,
1: yeah that that <laughs> one that one made me kind of stop binging it for a few days because I had to process what was going on that that yeah, episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, look, you can't teach that kind of crazy. She, she she's she's a little crazy in real life. She must be to to be able to pull that off. Um, it, it's an amazing performance she should totally get nominated and awarded for this, as you po- has pointed out. I'm sure plenty of people have. It just, this show might be too fringe and too weird for that to happen, but we know that what she's doing is just, is through the roof. But, they do the right thing and not focusing every episode on Jane. That would be the temptation, is to have every episode focused on Jane. And, the fact yeah. that they really give tons, I mean, I just watched the episode with the, the be- who's the beef cape guy from the 60s that they just rescued? uh from uh from prison um uh what's his name uh fuck um Uh, is it the is it the flex guy flex yeah flex
1: (laughs) oh yes oh yes you're gonna Uh yeah flex metallo yep yep and then there i know there and then of course it's the only show that i know of that has a that has a street called danny street that's a moving street
0: yeah, yeah. Well, as I've said, you know, I mean, the the, the makeup and costumes across the boards is spectacular. But just as impressive is making Diane Guerrero look just pretty. <laughs> as opposed to spectacularly supermodel-level sexy, which is how she looks in any sort of normal clothing. They have her covered in the loosest clothing possible, in the rags, with makeup smeared on her face. They're working so hard to make Crazy Jane look like Crazy Jane instead of Diane Guerrero. It's very, very impressive. Uh, I, I used to talk about this on my shows, and then I felt insensitive, but there's... Some character like, um, Catherine Winnick, who played, uh, Lagertha on, um, uh, Vikings as the co-lead, who's spectacularly gorgeous, um, you know, they've, they've to, when I say uglify these characters, and that's a compliment of how beautiful they are, but in their settings, they can't be looking like supermodels, and so that, that takes a lot, a lot of work, uh, to do, um. They did that early with Elizabeth Olsen with Wanda. Now they're just not even trying because they're just like, like let let, let it out. Wanda, that's sort of part of Wanda's personality. Um, yeah. But what I like is, you know, I mean, when they give her the when she plays the doctor character with the blue eyes and everything, I mean, you can barely recognize her. Uh, and this will be my last point, which is, where did they get the budget for the special effects in this show? Because this looks better than most movies out there. I know. Well,
1: the interesting thing is how they were able to make Mr. Alan Tukes, Mr. Nobody, look really good with the CDI budget.
0: Oh, when he appears in the quote-unquote real world, and it's like – it's like. so guys, if, you, if you've ever ripped apart a um, soda can, an aluminum soda can, and you've got like little uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? If you rip apart a soda can without slicing yourself, uh, your hand open or whatever, y- what you end up getting is like pointy triangular and other sort of angular polygonal shapes going in every which direction, uh, you know, of, uh, uh, that sort of distorts the light. So he looks sort of 2D and 3D, but also more than 3D at the same time with his, char- right, with his, uh, uh, like, real world character
1: yeah yeah and of course, the best part is is the some of the episodes you have him narrating, so.
0: Well, he he definitely narrates at parts during almost every episode in multiple places. He also does voice it a lot of the voices. Um, I haven't looked it up, but there's you know when there's like puppets or weird side characters, like you can sort of tell it's Alan Tudyk doing voices. Speaking of which, man, just to end really quickly, speaking of Tudyk, the other great show, of course, which you know to me is way less interesting because. Doom Patrol to me is just like my new favorite show, hands yeah, down. No question,
1: it, it, it is up there.
0: Yeah, but and I'm not and I'm not a cartoon guy in general. But as cartoons go, as animated go, Harley Quinn is excellent. Uh, so talk for two seconds about Harley um, and what you think about it. It seems like that's going to for sure going to continue. I think. Um, yeah, and then we'll wrap.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to continue because they showed a clip of it during the DC fandom trailer. So, you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> So, what's the, what's the sp- secret sauce with that show?
1: Uh, the secret sauce of that show. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it is that you know, they didn't. First off, they didn't make her part of the birds of freaking prey. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Which I rented for two ninety nine on sale on Amazon because I have thirty days to watch it. So I have thirty days to force myself to watch at least part of the fantabulous harley quinn
1: yeah you may want to have a beer so when you watch it
0: but but i hate to say it because margot robbie is the best but i mean i mean just in general i love margot robbie i don't love her harley quinn it's not really her fault but the harley on the harley cartoon is is lovable i mean oh yeah i mean the thing with i think the secret sauce is there's no good guys and bad guys it's just a big social club that makes fun of everybody
1: yeah, it, it's it's a it's a comedy. It's an adult comedy about Harley Quinn breaking up with the Joker and trying to make it on her own as a criminal. Mm-hmm. And, and her whole goal in the season is trying to join the Legion of Doom. And, of course, you know, like anything, she has some failures, and she recruits um, the one who I... You know, Wonder Woman villain the man hating Dr. Psycho and another in Clayface, who is also voiced by Alan Tudyk. Yeah, of course
0: you can. I mean, you can always tell who Alan Tudyk is voicing, but it doesn't matter because it's, it's usually great. Um, And the one thing that Harley does share with Doom Patrol is that both shows could just be totally cynical and weird, but they both have a lot of heart. But I'm especially impressed by how much heart Doom Patrol has. And that's what keeps keeping me with the show, man, right from the beginning, was... That despite all the fighting between these, are always the shows I like. Despite all the infighting between characters and all of their problems, they ultimately have good hearts. You can tell it. Every single character, including Crazy Jane, has a good heart deep down. And the show has a lot of heart when it could just be nihilistic and cynical and weird as shows like that go, which is sort of where I thought it was going to go, where it was just, you know, like Saga, which is what I keep comparing it to, which is just Image Comics going, hey, let's see how weird we can go week after week after week. This really has a nar- a narrative arc, but it also has a moral and ethical arc w- with its characters in, in their relationships, a- and I really appreciate that. I- that's what keeps me coming back.
1: Yeah, and both shows do have an episode where a person enters another character's head.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you've got, re- you got Elastigirl entering all sorts of places. Man, when Yeah, a donkey. (laughs) I just, yeah, a couple episodes ago was the plan getting captured and escaping from the rat hole or whatever that place is called. Yep. And it was a great plan.
1: (laughs) And let's not not forget about the episode where she went into the uh, donkey
0: keyhole. Oh, the donkey. (laughs) And the eye, dude, the eye in the sky was one of the weird, I mean, the thing is, You know, one of the classic images is uh, Sauron's eye in The Lord of the Rings, which is actually an eye wreathed in flame, as they say, that is manifested as an actual eye in the movies which was a smart call even though in the books it sort of left ambiguous whether it's an actual eye doing it for real and them being able to see it even on the other side of the world was cool but seeing an actual human eye and then two of them in the sky and vaporizing people I mean I'm watching this and going the CW can't even touch this like, but oh. but it's not a fair comparison because the CW is on network for kids and families, and this is for adults on HBO. It, it's it's much different. But like, I, you know, I, th- let's put it this way: there there are moments when Flash, you know, has tried to do really weird shit like this, and Supergirls tried to do really weird shit. But you need a radar, Doom Patrol, on HBO to pull that off. It, it is just so weird. It,
1: I know it, it is fantastic. It is. It's great. It's great.
0: Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. And guys, yeah, honestly, if you're not into comic books, it really makes zero difference. I mean,
1: yeah, like even the hardcore comic people didn't know what what this what Doom Patrol was before this show came out. That's all I'm going to tell everybody, so. If,
0: if you like any know, combination of fantasy, science fiction, um uh uh mythical st- st- and really weird dark fairy tales, you're going to like the show. It doesn't even matter if, if you like comic books or even know it's a comic book property.
1: Yeah, yeah. just 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 get ready for some some bat shit crazy scenes in this show.
0: So to tease future podcast will, will be when I've f- finished both seasons and maybe even gone back and watched them, if not again, then some of them again, and trying to figure out what the... Mythology and lore that's going on because there is for sure. I have a nose for this stuff from things like Dune. I mean, Dune. (laughs) Dune never looks this weird, but Dune's mythology it gets this weird, and and so I have a nose for things. Like for example. Them creating Jane as a fake messiah in order to manipulate people, you know, this is a common theme we've seen from The Matrix to, to Dune and so forth. They've put their own spin on it, but I, have, I, can, I can smell this stuff. And I guess what I'm saying, man, is I'm smelling consistency as weird and all over the place as it is. There is some consistency and logic underlying what's going on. They, they have... <laughs> unlike the Cylons in Battlestar who claimed to have a goal and really didn't, these people really do have a goal in mind. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Mr. Nobody or someone behind him or someone we haven't met or it's just the authors of the whole thing, but do, do, don't you agree that there, there, there seems to be a weird, bizarre logic underlying everything going on? Yeah, there is a, there is
1: a method to, to all this madness.
0: There you go. There you go. Method to the Doom Patrol Madness. Guys, watch it. Watch Harley Quinn. It's great. So, like, Harley Quinn's great because I can download the episodes to my phone, you know, and just watch them anytime, you know? Doom Patrol, I'm like, now I've got my computer plugged into my big screen TV and, and whatever, so I get the full cinematic experience. So, all right, buddy. Well, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I think uh, it's August okay. 6th. Have you wanted the yeah. end of the month after uh, DC Comic Con? And um, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, our next podcast will probably be... Uh, to recap, DC fandom.
0: Yeah, I, I think the only way we maybe do one beforehand is if I burn through season two of Doom Patrol, which is pretty likely, and we just find a day where we just both feel like geeking out and talking about uh, Doom Patrol after the season finale. But otherwise, yeah, we'll, we'll we should meet. Um, well, we could do live coverage of of the DC event actually um, via video. We could. We could. I mean, people yeah, are going to be doing that on Twitch. We could easily do it, and then I could, um, and then we could do a recap, uh, down to a um, a potty, a podcast. Yeah. All right, pal. Yeah, we- well, thank you so much. Um, uh, get get well soon. Get healthy. Um, and uh, appreciate you yep. being on as always. And for yep. now, this yep. is BizRitter001 zero zero one. Uh, <laughs> to 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 reference the uh the weird binary code that thing that just happened in the recent doom patrol episode. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, yeah. and I have one last thing yes. to leave us at. What the fuck is the
0: doom patrol? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And that's when they start naming it after all the characters. Yeah, absolutely. And oh my god, Dan Guerrero, stop being so beautiful. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh Ritter, thank you as always, my friends. Um, well, uh, the future seems bright for now Um, interestingly in Australia They see the, the failure of DC Universe And HBO taking over as a, as a big problem But that's just because they don't have the HBO access that we do And DC Universe was a really easy way for them And so I'm trying to explain to them that in the long run HBO and DC forming an alliance Is really great for everyone, especially DC Uh, but we have to keep in mind that's not always like that outside of America. So we're lucky right now to be getting all this great content. So any any last uh, words for the uh Bizzlecast, Ritter? Um nothing much. Uh just you know
1: you know, keep alert um uh, for DC fandom on Twitch. You know, we're gonna probably be on there maybe live coverage or recap. Yes. And we're gonna to try to do a little bit more video that time and hopefully I won't sound like a uh, like a transformer.
0: Yeah, I mean we we actually did this video with each other guys. Everything is going to be available at video in the future um just because I can on Twitch and I can be showing the you know uh, photos and you know when, when Jimbo's trying to demonstrate something you can see him and I can throw up a video or yeah, photo.
1: And and, and I'm going to you know you got to come there cuz I'm going to try to Actually, bring up comic books when I'm going to reference stuff too. When I'm yep. going to
0: talk, and you know, I can get a lot of that on digital. Um, you know, like I have Long Halloween, and so it's easy. It's, it takes two seconds for me to take a screenshot, um, and so if I can get it on digital without having to pay or pay too much, I can actually you know just grab those screenshots and throw them right up. Or you can just t- you can take um, a photo of uh, uh, the pages that you want to talk about. Uh, from your comic books and, and just send them to me and i just have a a bunch of jpegs there ready to throw up on the screen so that's the kind of stuff to look forward to guys where we can you know really be sharing the media together and, and talking about it because uh, it is 2020 and while we can't solve a virus that we should have solved we can certainly put comic books on the screen to talk about them
1: <laughs> yep and, and and i think we both can react to uh, trailers now so
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: that's the very good thing this. I have a feeling we're going to both react to the Wonder Woman trailer together.
0: Yeah. Well now I have to call my musician friends to make a theme song for Jane Patrol. So we'll 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 see if I can make that happen for it won't happen for the next one, but maybe for launch of Bizzlecast two point I can get a Jane Patrol theme song. It's it's I'm yeah. thinking Joan Jet, you know, with with a Jessica Jones vibe, kinda of, you know, very like punky, like old school punky kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And that, and that does fit her character. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean She's, she's Jessica Jones with a thousand personalities, essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bizzle Cats listeners. Um, I don't know what's going to be coming up next, but I definitely have some major video game uh, casts coming up soon uh, because the Sony and Microsoft new consoles release are nigh, um, and there's a lot of major news, and Ethan and Austin, my Awkward Controllers video game guys, um, have been wanting to do a podcast for a while, so look for yeah. that soon and and then yeah
1: and i'm gonna try to start twitching a little bit more because i'm actually might try to twitch maybe the witcher in the next few months or so oh
0: go go on go on (laughs) that's i'm gonna i like the sound of this run and see how it how it works i like the sound of this i like the sound of this well yeah. We in the Witcherverse are very happy right now and we don't care that the Mandalorian is getting all the love because we know we've yep. got the better show and we're going to be around long after the Mandalorian is gone.
1: Yep, and the uh DC Universe looks bright. Uh certainly on Batman. HBO
0: it does. That's for goddamn yeah. sure. And there's
1: well and, and if you, you have your choice of Batmans in the movies now I guess. So yep. There you go.
0: Alright. Right. All Alright. Alright. Thanks, Jimbo Ritter. thank you, Bizzlecast listeners. This has been the Bizzle and you've been listening to the Bizzlecast. Try and get you some more content soon. Uh but thanks for sticking with. I'm looking at the numbers right now. They're looking pretty good, uh, despite lack of new content. So here's some new content. Enjoy. Um oh oh and also guys, really quickly, the Witcher Book Club finally is gonna start happening with Simi when we can find a time uh to start um uh it and Alistair will hopefully be on it My friend Adam Tuck will hopefully be on it um, it is called the Lion Club Which is of course a reference to Ciri, uh, the Lion Cub of Sintra. So the Lion Club, uh, Witcher Book Club Will uh, be starting soon, so look out for that As well, and start reading your Witcher books Because it's going to be a long time for season 2 And uh, there's a lot in the books That's not going to make it to TV So get those books and read them Or listen to them, because they are spectacular So, um, thank you guys so much More coming at you soon uh, May the force be with you, but for now The cast is out